I think the process of rereading the story that made me who I am today felt like watching the whole process happen all over again. But it really got me thinking about what kind of job we had been doing as scientists in terms of disseminating what we know about the science behind how to control our minds. Volkswagens? Who knew that was so hard to say? Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet Olympic athlete and filmmaker Alexi Pappas, award-winning psychologist Ethan Cross, and owner of Crystal Peaks Youth Ranch, Kim Meter. Go behind the mic with these authors to learn what inspired them to write and share their stories and ideas, and what it was like recording their audiobooks. Enjoy. Hi, this is Alexi Pappas, author of Bravey. I wrote my book because there's only so much you can say on a social media post or even in a movie. I felt like a book was the right place to tell the whole story. When I was little, I lost my mom young and sought out female mentors wherever I could, whether it was in a book or in the form of an athlete that I admired from afar. I hope that Bravey will be something that other young Braveys can look up to and I hope it's useful to them. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be cathartic. Because I think the process of rereading the story that made me who I am today felt like watching, you know, the whole process happen all over again. And to be honest, it was bittersweet, because there are things you remember in great detail when you're writing that you forget a moment later. And then you remember when you listen to the audiobook again. I realized that I had trouble pronouncing, well, it was more like deciding the difference between either and either. Because once I picked one of those ways of saying the word, I needed to stick with it. I guess either, either one works. I'm proud that I was able to narrate my own book because I know that's something that some people do and some people don't. The reason why it was important to me is because I know what it feels like to listen to the audiobook of somebody that I admire, and I hope that when people listen to this audiobook, they feel like I'm right there with them. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Maya Rudolph. This is because she's one of the most inspiring people to me, and I love her voice. But luckily, Maya wrote the foreword for the book and recorded that, so we get the best of both worlds. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Barn 8. I listened to it when I was running through the woods of Greece, and it kept me company. I loved that I was listening to an adventure while I was on an adventure myself. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is while I'm running, usually lost in the woods, trying to pass two hours of time. The audiobooks keep me company, and I love them. And now... Listen to a clip from my audiobook, Bravey. I used to feed the ducks that lived in the lagoon behind our house. My dad went with me sometimes, but most often I went alone. The lagoon bordered our backyard, and it was easy for me to slip away undetected. My favorite day to feed the ducks was Saturday, which was when moms and daughters were out in force. I'm sure other people were out there too, 
but I've always cared most about moms and daughters. Moms were aliens to me, foreign creatures I could only see outside of my home. Hi, this is Ethan Cross, author of Chatter, the voice in our head, why it matters, and how to harness it. The idea for writing this book actually emerged from a classroom experience that I talk about at the end of the book. I had been teaching a class of undergrads about the science of how to manage our emotions for a full semester, and the final assignment was for students to come with questions for me. And one student asked me, why are we learning about this now? I really didn't know what she meant when she first asked me that question, so I asked her to elaborate. And she went on to say that, well, we've been learning about all of these tools that we can use to feel better and have better relationships and perform better. Why didn't anyone teach us about these tools earlier on in life before we were seniors and are now about to leave college and go out into the world? And so the first thing I did was assure her that life was not over. There would still be opportunities to use the tools that she'd been learning about in that class. But it really got me thinking about what kind of job we had been doing as scientists in terms of disseminating what we know about the science behind how to control our minds, our chatter, our inner voice, how good of a job we were doing at disseminating that information for others. And so the seed of the idea to write this book really emerged from that classroom experience. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, I wouldn't answer the question because there are really two words that describe how I felt. The first is fun and the second is educational. It was fun because it had been a few months since I had last read the book after reading it over and over and over again for several months. And it was just really enjoyable to revisit the stories of the people who I had interviewed and researched for the book as well as a science that so many of my colleagues have contributed to. It was educational because I had no idea how bad I was at pronouncing certain words and how challenging it would be to learn how to pronounce them properly. I realized that there was a word I didn't pronounce consistently. On some occasions, I would say research, and on other cases, I would say research. And it never occurred to me that I would toggle back and forth between those two words, which... I use seemingly every hour of the day of my adult life. So that was illuminating. I'm proud that I was able to inject emotion into the telling of some of the personal stories I report in the book. As a scientist, I'm used to being clinical and objective seemingly all the time. So tapping into that emotional side was a fun experience. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Morgan Freeman because his voice has both a sense of authority but also warmth that I find incredibly enjoyable to listen to. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. The sidewalks of New York City are superhighways of anonymity. During the day, millions of intent pedestrians stride along the pavement, their faces like masks that betray nothing. The same expressions pervade the parallel world beneath the streets, the subway. People read, look at their phones, and stare off into the great invisible nowhere, their faces disconnected from whatever is going on in their minds. Of course, the unreadable faces of 8 million New Yorkers belie the teeming world on the other side of that blank wall they've learned to put up. 
hidden thoughtscape of rich and active internal conversations, frequently awash with chatter. Hi, my name is Kim Meter, author of Hope Rising, Stories from the Ranch of Rescued Dreams. I wrote my book because I wanted to share the same hope that was shared with me. Many years ago, my parents died tragically in a murder-suicide, and my little grandmother had the foresight to buy a horse for me. And between the love of Jesus Christ and the friendship of a little horse, this wild child's heart was saved. And through that beginning, we founded Crystal Peaks Youth Ranch, which rescues horses and pairs them with children in need for free. And we've done this since 1995. And in the last 25 years, we've rescued more than 300 horses. We see more than 5,000 kids a year. And we have helped to establish over 200 other similar ranch ministries in the United States, Canada, and a dozen in foreign countries. If I had to describe what recording an audiobook would be like in one word, mmm, challenging. As for words and phrases that I had trouble pronouncing, oh my goodness, take your pick. Probably leading the list was Volkswagens, who knew that was so hard to say? Tousled, tousled, or tousled was another. And it's not jubilant, it's jubilant. And I fell on my face every single time I tried to say that. <laughs> who knew it was so hard? What I'm most grateful about over this production is that it can reach people in a new way. And as people receive information independently, now where sitting and reading is more difficult, I'm so excited that people will be able to now listen while they're working or driving or exercising and to just be encouraged by hope. As far as my favorite narrator, Living or Dead, I would say if someone was going to narrate this book, I would wish for it to be God. I would wish to hear the power of his love and his hope and his peace. Listen now for a clip from my new audiobook, Hope Rising, Stories from the Ranch of Rescued Dreams. Adam was so small for his age. It was the first thing I noticed when his caseworker introduced us. His eyes, shadowed with sadness, were too large for his little face. He was drawn into himself, as if he was trying to fit his diminutive frame into an even smaller space. It was clear that this child had known more terror in his handful of years than most knew in a lifetime. The pair had traveled to the ranch unannounced with the hope of simply petting the soft muzzles of my angels and horsehair. Even though the ranch was alive with children, Adam stood apart completely alone, a tiny brown-eyed lamb lost in his own skin. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash nextlisten.